Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Today, what I want to do, I want to break down some different strategies, how to make sure that A, you don't burn out, B, that you get some semblance of balance, right, between business and personal. And then also, let's talk about how to integrate different types of time, right? Strategic time, tactical time, and renewal time. Last week, I was in uh, Fort Lauderdale hosting our Elite Bravo Mastermind in the uh, actually beautiful uh, Four Seasons Resort. And uh, one of the uh, participants uh, talked about, you know, how do you play the game at a high level for many years, if not many decades, right? And uh, still be enthusiastic about it, right? Still be excited about getting up in the morning and uh, getting after it and uh, and we like to call playing the game. So I think there's a couple things that we need to look at. First off, I'm going to give you some of my observations of nearly 30 years coaching exclusively financial advisors. Number one, most financial advisors spend a lot of time, in essence, too much time in their business. So what do I mean? To quote one of my uh, long-term clients, uh, Floyd Shalansky, he would say, you know, the shopkeeper mentality. So what is the shopkeeper mentality? If the markets are open, I've got to be, you know, in the captain's chair, making sure nothing bad happens, right? And while that was probably true up until maybe uh, 10 or 15 years ago, before we had technology and we had cell phones and we had the internet, you know, I am old enough to remember the days uh, pre-internet, basically, where a advisor back then, a stockbroker, 
would literally be at their desk, tethered to their phone, uh, in front of their Bloomberg terminal, doing quotes, dropping tickets, and stuff like that. So in other words, if you were not uh, at the desk keeping shop, you did not make any money. And that was true for many, many decades, right? But today where we are, you know, fast forward, you know, here we are 2023, your office is literally one of these, right? Or maybe, you know, one of these, and you can do business from anywhere, right? As long as you've got internet connection, you know, you can go ahead and make things happen. So the, the game has changed, but a lot of advisors have not modified their rules for this new game, okay? So when I say they spend too much time, it doesn't mean we're productive. So advisors, if you equate hours to effort, right, which is what most people do, right? Oh man, I work all the time. Show me an organization, show me, you know, an award where you'll get on stage, show me the Barron's most worked advisor award, right? So in other words, the most amount of time spent, right? None of us here get paid by the hour. So concept number one, unless you're paid by the hour, hours don't matter. So what do I mean? I don't care if you get up at five o'clock and you're at your desk at 7 a.m. and you're there at 7 p.m. and you do that five days a week, you only take market holidays and two weeks. It does not mean you're successful. It does not even mean you're productive. All that means is you're putting the time in which is a massive misnomer. What does matter? Output. What is output? Output is how many human beings you interact with in a given day, clients, prospects, COIs, uh, how many meetings you have, live virtual, things like that, right? So actual things, tasking, items, right? Contacts, meetings, referral conversations. Those is what, that's what matters. Right. And if you get it done in four hours a day, great. If you get it done in six, wonderful. If it takes you 10, we need to talk. Right. But the bottom line is, and this is going to sound very counterintuitive, but an advisor has basically three different modes in their game. Mode number one, you all understand. We, I call it tactical time. This is when we're playing in the game, right? So that's when we're doing client reviews. Some of you guys do surges. That would be definitely tactical time. So we're in the game, in the business, right? So client contacts, surges, reviews, all that, that's all tactical time. Most advisors think that that is the most important time. Early in a career, it absolutely is. You gotta practice your craft, you gotta master your craft. But as you mature in your game, in your career, more tactical time does not equate into more success. The second mode we have or modality is strategic time. So this is working on the business. This is not doing client contacts. This is not doing client reviews. This is working on the business, strategic planning, getting your CE credits, working on your client segmentation, working on your service model, working on your marketing, working on your branding, meeting with your team, all that would be considered working, going to conferences, education, coaching, all that is considered strategic time, working on. So modality one, in the business, modality two, working on the business, okay? Now, fascinating fact. One of the secrets of really growing your business is to allocate more strategic time to work on things 
and less tactical time to work in things. It's counterintuitive, I know. Now, why is that? Because at some point, you just can't work harder. Like there's only so many hours in a day, only so many meetings. Like you have to, and I use the word shift and pivot. Well, so in other words, you grow your business and you hit a ceiling like, I've taken this business model or the way I do things, I've taken it to as far as I can go. I'm now hitting the proverbial ceiling. Well, you're not going to bust through it. You can't work harder and go through it. So what has to happen? You have to change how you work. And work is not a bad four-letter word here. But it requires you to reevaluate how you're going about it. Well, where are you going to do that? That is where strategic time comes in. I literally was just talking to referral this week and for maybe working, do some personal work together. And I always do like a little benchmark. Like that. And, th and this guy sends me back all nine. Yeah, I've got them 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9. Yeah, everything's great, right? So in other words, I don't know what we're talking. Like, I'm great. Everything's good. So like that. I said, okay, good. I like that. So as I talking to him, here I find out that all client requests, he's got 350 households. All client requests go through him. He is the bottleneck of his business. He tells me how much pressure he feels because a client calls, he's got to return that call within the hour. And I went to, I said, I said, wait a second, you told me your world was great. And now I'm hearing you and I'm watching you on Zoom and I'm just watching the tent, like you're stressing me out just telling me this. And, you know, so he and I go back and forth and he realized like, you know what? And I said, well, how about this? I give him like eight strategies, like in an intro, like here's eight things we need to do, right? So he went from, I don't think I need you, Joe, to, you know what? I definitely need you. And I'm just not an advertisement for me. But what I'm saying is most advisors are so unaware that they think that the way they're doing it is the way to do it. And then when they see uh, different possibilities with some new capabilities, it's like, wow, I didn't realize that was even possible, right? So strategic time is a intentional pause when you're looking at things and asking yourself, is this serving me? Am I happy with this? Is this two things? Is it scalable? And is it sustainable? Two things, okay? Because if you can't scale it, at some point you're going to hit the ceiling. And if it's not sustainable, you will burn out, okay? The third modality, and I'll get back to burn on in a second. The third modality is renewal time or rejuvenation time, whatever, it's our time, right? So there's in the business, on the business, and the third modality is gone from the business. This is vacay, downtime, renewal, rejuvenation, charging the batteries, all that, right? Most of, again, I've got some exceptions, but most advisors literally do not take enough renewal time. It's like they're guilty, you know, and, and some of you know exactly, like, you know, you need, like, how many of you think about this? No, in your gut and in your heart, you're burnt out. But yet, you will not give yourself permission to take some time. Why? Guilt. Why guilt? Because you know, all the days, weeks, and maybe months, if not quarters, prior to this moment of burnout, you knew that you were playing office, that you were doing it, you know, halfway, going through the motions most days, trying to get through the day. And that sucks the joy out of anything as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much money you have under management. It ain't fun. Bank account looks pretty good, but you're a miserable person. And that is totally avoidable and can be totally fixed if you're willing to look at your game 
and ask yourself, is this sustainable and is this scalable? Because if you're the way, if you're running your business a certain way, and it's like it's all on you, like everything, like you're like you're the hub. All the clients come through you. Everything happens. Like your email is the email all the clients use. You cannot scale that. And it's definitely not sustainable. So let's talk about burnout. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. What does burnout look like in our game? You show up. So it's kind of fascinating. Guys will come in. That's guys, guys, gals, men, women. If they're burnt out, they'll show up with the sole purpose of getting through the day. Not driving results, not being at their best for their clients or their prospects or their team. Literal survival of the day. Where they literally can't wait to get home. And then they're miserable and they're stressed and they'll sleep well at night. And then they don't do a morning ritual. They just get up and do the basic minimums and they get at it again. And it becomes a high paying, sucky job. And it does not have to be that way. But a lot of advisors believe that's the only way because that's why, you know, it's like the work ethic, right? So what is hard work? Now, I will share a story. Early in my career, I'm going like 1994 early, okay? Some of you were probably not even born at that time. This is when I, uh, this is true. I used to drive to see clients. So I lived in New Jersey at the time. And I used to get on, if you, some of you know, the, you know, 78, Route 80, 287, 22, Turnpike to Parkway, all those fun things. And I literally would drive to see my clients. Now, at the time, you're going to find this really fascinating. I was struggling. I had just started my practice, right? So my wife and I, we had, I think at the time, maybe we I, we just had our third child. And we're literally living out of an apartment, literally almost eating ramen noodles. Seriously. But my wife really believed, and at the time, I believed it too, you dress for success. So I, even though I did not have, excuse my language, a pot to piss in, I had custom clothes. That's my uniform. So I had the custom shirt, right, with the, with the cufflinks and the suit. And back then, man, you had to wear suspenders. That's what everybody on Wall Street wore, wore suspenders, right? So we do that. And I never forget, I was on Route 78 going into, I think it was like, I think it was going into, uh, not Newark, maybe Springfield. And it was one of those hot, humid August New Jersey days. And I'm in, I think at the time I had a green Diamante. And I'm stuck in, they're doing construction. And I gotta get, and I'm pissed, right? Because I gotta get somewhere. I'm running late, and I'm sitting there, and it's like gotta be the heat. And it had to be well over 100 degrees, and I'm stuck. And there's this gentleman who's working. They're actually repaving the road, so I'm like, you know, blacktop, right? And he's outside, and he's probably at the time. I'm gonna guess probably late 40s, early 50s. At the time, I was probably just about 31, 30, 31, 32, and our eyes locked. I wasn't stuck in traffic. And I just remember the look in his eyes of sheer exhaustion, desperation, and longing to do anything but being in that heat. And here I am in my air-conditioned car with my custom suit, with my suspenders, right? 
And I think I actually had a white collar shirt on with like a blue shirt with a white collar. Total Wall Street stuff. And I never from that moment ever thought I worked hard again. I don't care how many hours I do a seminar. I don't care how many hours I spend in front of a room with people. I don't care how many zoomings I do in a day in my air conditioned office, sometimes standing, sometimes sitting. I knew at that moment I never worked hard again. And so when an advisor says to me, they work hard, I said, well, are you like doing roofs in Florida in August? Are you uh, digging trenches in Texas in July? Like, no, we don't work hard. We do stuff that's mentally taxing. We do things that are emotionally taxing. If you sit on your ass all day, you're killing yourself. So, you know, sitting is a new cancer. We all know that. So it's not like you have to be in fantastic condition in the elements. You're not outside in the rain. It's like you're, you're heated, you're air conditioned, you're temperate. We don't work hard. And I think once you make that declaration to yourself, things start to change. Number one reason advisors do not take enough downtime is one simple fact. They do not believe they deserve it slash they have not earned it. And that is a terrible way to go about playing this game because you go from being excited, enthusiastic to one of just getting through the day. And I know there are advisors out there because I've met them, sometimes I even talk to them, who have operated in this job-like mentality for years, if not decades. And it doesn't have to be that way. If you're willing to change. So, how do we change? Let's talk about that. First off, you have to be very, and, and look, now we're going to get into a real kind of deep coaching piece for a little bit here today. First step of change is recognize that you must change. And give yourself permission to change. Not that I'm going to try something and I hope it works. But that's not change. That's like hope. You've got to get to the why in the road where you know you are no longer sustainable, you are no longer scalable, and you ain't having any fun. Bank account's good, but life sucks. Think of it that way, right? And how it also manifests itself, and this is true, is you'll have these wild thoughts. Well, maybe I should go do that, or maybe I'll change careers. What if I just sell this thing, right? All that kind of crazy stuff, right? Those are all, by the way, markers or clues that you need to change. So first off, you got to declare you got to change. What's the next thing you need to do? It's going to sound very counterintuitive. Go on vacation. Yes, you heard me right. You cannot make strategic decisions. You cannot go ahead and make pifts, shifts and pivots if you're burnt. Just not going to happen. You have to give yourself permission to get some downtime. Now, again, if you're in a situation economically, hey, I'm not saying you got to go to fly to Hawaii and stay at a Ritz-Carlton or anything crazy like that, but take a week. I don't care. You stay home and just play in the garden or veg out with some Netflix. Like just mentally get away from your business. Well, Joe, what about the business? What about it? If you have staff, you're unavailable, right? It happens, right? People are allowed to go on vacation. Part of this angst our industry has is this relational insecurity. Like everything, if a client calls, everything's a crisis. Everything's like, oh my God, client called. There must be like, oh, you know, hit the panic button. 99% of the time, it's not true, right? 
So go on vacation. Local staycation, fine. You need to recharge the battery. A day or two, it's like a phone, okay? Yeah, you can get a little quick charge in the phone to keep talking, but it ain't going to charge the battery 100%. It needs time. So go on vacation. Next. Come back. When you come back, you need to do, and, and I won't, but I'm going to tell you where to get this, okay? I have a master class on how to build a strategic calendar. What is a strategic calendar? It is not your red tail calendar. It is not your Salesforce calendar. It's not your wealth box calendar or anything like that. It is whether it's a dedicated Outlook calendar or a Google calendar or a Yahoo calendar or one of those years at a glance on the wall. I don't care how you do it. A strategic calendar is where you're going to plan out the next 12 months at minimum. Now, mine's out 24 months. I've got clients that are out there three years. And you're going to decide in advance how many days tactically you're going to be working in the business, how many strategic days working on the business, and how many renewal slash rejuvenation days where you're away from the business. Now, some of you are going to ask me, Joe, what's the ratio? There's no industry standard. My clients, I can tell you, I can tell you this, the more successful you are, the more renewal time you take, right? The bigger the team, the more strategic time. So it depends on your practice model, where you are in your career cycle, things like that. Like for me, I've been doing this now nearly 30 years and I'm going to do it for another at least 40, if not more. So I'm to the point where I'm going to start taking more renewal time. I'm cutting my tactical time down because I want to be more sustainable and enjoy the process. And I'm not saying... I say to myself, I've earned that right, but I kind of have earned that right to do that. So you come back, you make declaration, and you build a strategic calendar. You say, okay, here's how many days I'm going to work in the business, how many days I'm going to work on the business, and how many days I'm going to be away. Now, I do have some guidelines. I know I'm going along this episode. It's like I'm doing this at the end of the day, and quite frankly, I showed up today to film this. I had no flipping clue what I was going to talk to you guys about today. And then I just remember a conversation I had with somebody. I'm like, oh. Let's just talk about that. And then, as you can see, I, I use a lot of notes here, right? So if there's an allocation, I would say this, without knowing your business, but just as a kind of baseline, I would say at minimum, and I'll talk quarterly first. So in every quarter, you should take between two and three weeks of renewal every quarter. Joe, are you saying I should take a lily of a vacation week a month? Two weeks every quarter, that's what, eight weeks vacation a year? I got guys that do 16. I'll do 20 this year. And we still grow. So this is the misnomer. In order to grow your business, you have to put a lot more time in. No. In order to grow your business, you have to put the right amount of tactical time in, but you need to have the right amount of strategic and renewal time to rejuvenate, refresh, and keep the game going. So I would like two weeks every quarter of renewal time. Standard, minimum right? You can do more. Do it, please. Next, how much strategic time? Great question. So at minimum, I'd want one day a week to work on things. Typically Friday, but a lot of my clients will choose Friday. So that would give you, let's keep the math simple, what, 13 weeks and a quarter. So you would have 13 strategic days in a quarter. Now, if Friday doesn't work for you, could you do Monday? Yes. Could you do Wednesday? Yes. It doesn't, there's no like, you know, there's no real rule, but one of the five or 20%, but a 20%, 20% of your time at minimum needs to be strategic to work on things. See credit, strategic planning, segmentation, marketing, workflow systems, all that. Okay. One day a week. Then the rest of it is tactical. 
right? And now I'm giving you, again, without knowing your business, kind of a baseline. If you're not doing at least that, you're, I'll say this respectfully, now you're doing it in my mind wrong, but I know you're burnt out if you're not at least doing that. Now, again, with Joe, my business is struggling. I'm not growing. Economically, I'm not in great shape. So that's probably been true for a period of time. And what have you attempted to do? I'm going to work harder. How's that worked out? Maybe it's time to try something a little different, a little counterintuitive, so it produces a different result. Remember the old definition of insanity, right? Let's keep doing what we've been doing, expecting a different result. I'm here to say to you, let's go ahead and do something different to produce a different result. So if this resonated with you, and I hope it did, please come check out MagellanNetwork.net. We have a free basic membership package. It's like totally like free. Like I just want to add value to you, period. And then if you like, we're going to invite you to a 30-day trial in my personal coaching platinum group where I talk about this stuff every day, okay? So with that said, thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Please make sure you like everything. Turn on your friends and colleagues to what we're doing here inside of the network. And again, I appreciate you taking your very valuable time. Let's go build that strategic calendar. Thank you. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.